back like I never left. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Watch Your Tone. I am Tony Lee. Who else would it be? Hold on, hold on. Put my vibe on real quick. Jersey, what up? You know what I mean, since this new house music resurgence is coming, let me let you know the real house records. But um, <laughs> welcome to the show. Watch Your Tone. I am Tony Lee. Who else would it be? Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Go comment, go rate, go subscribe. Most important, like I always tell y'all though, go to herbalnuance.com. Go get you some soap. All my fellas, it's a soap brand for men, vegan, plant-based. But women, y'all get it too. All natural. Selling really well. Um, wildflowers are best, you know, scent. It's lavender, Brazilian purple clay, all natural, vegan. Go check it out. Do yourself a favor. Urbanoise.com. That's my own sponsor. You heard? Here go to drop. Hold on. Jersey, what up? Oh. I need a drink of somebody's daughter right here. Hold on. All my steppers. All my... Nah, but um. Welcome to the show. That's my vibe, man. I've been playing a lot of house music recently. I mean, I always play house music because I'm from Jersey, of course, but like since Beyonce and Drake is making a resurgence of it, and you know, it's been out here, but like they make it a mainstream resurgence. I've been on my bag a little bit more, but um, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I have a lot of things to unpack today, yo. A lot of things. I got to unpack Roe versus Wade. I got to unpack, unpack. I got to unpack uh, Pastor Keon out of Houston with the Haiti comments and because I'm Haitian by association, so I'm going to definitely address what he said. I got a lot of music to share, but first, but first, you know, I was going to talk about the BET Awards, but let me play new tones of the week. We'll get this out of the way real quick. Chris Brown. Chris Brown dropped an album called Breezy, his 10th studio album. He's been on like this interview tour where he's interviewing people. Well, people's actually interviewing him at his house, which is dope. But um, Chris Brown is, I like I say, forget Versus. He's probably one of the greatest, not probably, he's one of the greatest artists since Michael. He's one of top four or five artists in music history. Since Michael Jackson, you can argue, you know, has been the greatest. But Chris Brown dropped an album called Breezy. This record called Survive Tonight. It's the best record on the album. Check it out. New Tones of the Week. Let's go. I relate to this too, but let's go. Yeah. I'm just trying to survive the night and take my own advice and never love again. It's so hard, let's go. Toxic as you are, you're a boy. Can't get you out of my mind. I took the drug again. Yeah. Not a good decision inside. It's only you by my side. I've had enough again. Shout out to Chris Brown, man. That's Survive Tonight. I really love that record. That's one of the best records on his album. Actually, Pitch Black is really dope, too. Let me play a little bit of that. This ain't this new tone week, but check this out. Chris is that dude, man. This is one of the other records on his album. And the Pitch Black love of my baby. Let's go. I love the vibe, and I love the vibe, man. Now, check out Chris Brown, Tim Studio album called Breezy. Um, check it out. Now, new tone of the week. The second one is by Ty Tribbett called Get Up. This record dropped like two weeks ago. But I was like in my soap launch busy phase, so I didn't get a chance to talk about it. And Ty Trivet happens to be my favorite gospel artist of all time. I know Kirk Franklin is arguably the GOAT in gospel music. I know that Kirk is that dude. Kirk is Kirk. But Ty Trivet is Ty Trivet too, like I always say. So don't get it twisted. But um, I love Ty Trivet. He's my favorite gospel artist of all time. This record is called Get Up. It has that classic No Way sound, if you know what I'm talking about from the GA days. But check it out. New Tones of the Week. Ty Trivet, Get Up. Let's go, baby. Everybody clap it up like, uh. 
Shout out to Todd Tribbett, man. That record is really, really dope. Called Get Up. New tone of the week, man. Todd Tribbett is a beast. I love uh, Life. I'm going to say my life. I'm thinking of Mary J. Blige. I love Life, the album. I love Victory, Stand Out. Even like, you know, um, Greater Than is really, really dope. It's one of arguably Ty's greater projects, too. But them first three is like Kanye's first three, Kendrick's first three. Todd Tribbett got a crazy catalog. Like, if we can get the verses, smoke whoever. Like, but check out Todd Tribbett. Now, the last tone of the week I'm going to talk about is uh, by Coaches. It's called Grind. He's from Chicago, I believe. The album's called The Inspection. I've been really paying attention to him. He's been one of my favorite new artists. I love his sound. He's dope. Last record we call Grind My Coaches. Let's go. Super saying, super saying, super saying. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Start that plan, what you, what you saying? I'm in play, what you saying? I made it, yeah, yeah. Back then I was waiting, now it's time. Niggas they was hating on my grind, on my grind. Now they gotta watch that nigga shine, praying that my father showed it, yeah, man, that's Grind by Coach. He's actually from Florida, not Chicago. My apologies, but check out my man. Go check out all those new tones of the week. Now let's get to my music discussion before I get to my serious topics, before I tell people to watch their tone. The BT Boards, uh, they, were, they aired this past Sunday. Um, They were good. They were good. They weren't trash. They weren't fire. They were good. They were good. I liked it. Diddy had a uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. You know, Jodeci came out. 
you know, in their all their splendor and perform. <laughs> Faith Evans was there. Um, Maverick City closed it with, you know, every step I take. Mary was there, of course. Um, Shine came out. Busta, you know, not everybody from Bad Boy because it's probably Bad Blood. But um, yeah, Diddy had the, you know, Diddy was saucy. He was nice. He had his his pink suits, his blue suits, his black suits. Like Diddy was there, and Diddy is definitely a legend, arguably the greatest. One, not arguably, he's one of the greatest producers of all time. Period. So, shout to Diddy. That was dope. Um. Lizzo was there. I like Chloe's performance. Um, who else? Jack Harlow bought Brandy out, which was hilarious, but dope. You know, the first class uh, remix, this, whatever. They, I guess he paid it, you know, paid it to the game and made his amends and I guess, you know, make reconciliation, redeemed himself, some would say. But um, that was cool too. What else happened that really, T- Taraji, she hosted it. And I think Cole and Miss Pat was hosting the second half. It was just weird, but it wasn't bad overall. It was a decent show. And, um, I know some of y'all forgot about the BET Awards. Some of y'all didn't know actually ear to the day of, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Now, let me get to the serious conversations. Time to watch your tone. Time, time to set the tone, should I say. Um, I want to talk about uh, Pastor Keon Henderson out of Houston. You know, he said some things about Haiti doing one of his sermons not too long ago. I want to address it real quick. Now, 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 let me say this. He held himself accountable which I respect, and he realized his faults, right? And I respect that because a lot of pastors that I talk about up here, they don't really come up here and, you know, display accountability, you know, don't apologize, don't take their words back, you know, and he actually came out and said, you know, that was a teachable moment, my bad, you know, and, but however, I still got to address what he said. So he did apologize. He held himself accountable, shot the pastor, Henderson, but I got to talk about what he said because it's kind of crazy to me. And, I'm, and then a lot of pastors in America and black people and people, period, have this stereotypical whitewashed view of Haiti. So I want to talk about it. Here's the clip. I'm going to unpack it. Let's go. Um, I, I say this with all due respect. Um, Haiti is one of the poorest countries in the world. In fact, they say it is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Have you ever wondered how in the world can Haiti share an island with the Dominican Republic? And you can go to the DR and turn up and go 70 miles in one direction and see a place where people are still dying from E. coli. Well, I'll tell you why, because in the 1700s, when the African slaves came to the island of Haiti and they introduced an idea called voodoo. And so we look at Haiti and we ask, why is it one of the poorest countries in the world? It is not because it is full of ignorant black people. They are as smart and as intelligent as you are. But there is a spirit. (laughs) That has set on the region. So pretty much I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said Haiti is poor and in these things, not because, you know, they're not intelligent. They're beautiful, intelligent people. I understand. I agree with them. But because there's a spirit residing on the region of Haiti, the spirit of voodoo is there and there's a spirit and that's why they're poor. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I'm Haitian by association, and I'm a history buff in a sense. So th- this is just ignorant. He apologized again, but I'm gonna address it. This is ignorant. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Right? For one, it's very ironic that he said the reason why Haiti is one of the most poorest countries in the world due to voodoo. It's funny because when voodoo and Santeria is literally practiced here in America and other rich countries too, right? Not only that, but that same island that Haiti sh- shares a country with is called Dominican Republic. They practice voodoo and DR too. So the same island, the part of the island he was talking about, DR, where they turn up, they do voodoo there too. So why isn't the same thing happening in Haiti had happening in DR? 
Right. Not saying there's not poverty in DR, but you get what I'm saying? Why isn't the same thing happening in Haiti happening in America on a grand scale? Right. And you also, right, do realize that 55 to 60% of the population in Haiti is Catholic. Yes, Catholicism, Catholic. And most of them don't even practice voodoo. Voodoo is like 1% of the population, right? That's another false stereotype that everybody from Haiti practice voodoo and witchcraft. No, people do it, but publicly known, like there's less than 1% of the population that practices voodoo. There's a lot of Catholic Catholicism and Catholic people in Haiti, period. They follow the same Christianity, some of them, as we do in America. So don't say voodoo is the reason why there's a spirit and they're poor. That's in case, <laughs> because to say they're poor and the spirit's residing on their region because of voodoo, right? Then what type of spirit is residing over America? Because I'm sure voodoo is like last on the things of the list that God would be displeased about when it comes to this country. Put voodoo to the side. You know how much shit we're doing in America? Uh, abominations and appalling things we do. What type of spirit is residing over Rusty? And why aren't we poor in poverty? I mean, inflation is crazy and gas prices are crazy, but come on. I guess crazy, man. But this all speaks ultimately to that westernized, whitewashed, colonized version of Christianity we largely practice here in America. Because it's like this. Anything that doesn't reflect like what we've been taught is demonic. Let alone anything indigenous to Africa or even indigenous to natives in America is demonic. We've been taught that through Christianity. And that's just the furthest thing from the truth, right? And also, sidebar, the funny thing is, and I always think about this when they pastors say things like this, a lot of these spiritual systems like voodoo and Santeria, it pre- they predate Christianity. A lot of African spiritual systems predate the religion known as Christianity. Not to go into a deep dive about religious history again. I did that already on like the Blackest King episode with Beyonce. I did that, right? But voodoo itself in its truest form is about nature, right? And there's many positive aspects people gain from it. But let the average Christian tell it, you know, the uninformed, you know, person tell it. They're going to say it's all demonic. It's all the devil. Yes, there's some things in the voodoo, you know, practice that, you know, you can call demonic and evil, right? But it's not the foundation of voodoo. Just like just like I always say, just like all the evil and hypocritical things people have done in the name of Jesus, in the name of God, throughout history, slavery, murder, rape, colonization, Christianity is leading with all points across the board when it comes to demonic evil things done in the name of religion. But that's not the foundation of the gospel. You don't look at Christianity and say it's all demonic and evil because of what was done in the name of Christianity. Like, come on, that's just ignorant and stupid and erroneous to me. So, but let me talk about the most important part as to why Haiti is one of the poorest countries. This is the main thing I want to address to Pastor Henderson. You know, it's definitely not due to what they practice. I highly doubt that. You know, I highly doubt it's because they do voodoo there. That's why they're poor. What? That's 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 so ignorant. Voodoo was done in America <laughs> at large amounts. So this is the thing. This is why Haiti is a poor country. You know, prolific people, amazing people. But this is why they're poor economically as a country or one of the poorest, should I say. If you do your research, you realize that they were the first free black nation in 1804. The first black republic, Haiti, shot to Haiti, right? Largely due to Jean Jacques Desalines, right? Who led the Haitian Revolution at the time. They became the first country to permanently abolish slavery, right? Now, you think by defeating the French, they defeated, they defeated France at the time. You think by defeating the French that they'd be able to dictate and govern their own money, their own economics, right? Their own lifestyles. No, wrong. After, this is the part why they poured. Pay attention. After Haiti gained its independence by force in 1804 by defeating French, France, the French returned in 1825 and demanded that Haiti pay the French government and French slaveholders the modern equivalent of $21 billion for the theft of the slave owner's property. I'm going to read that again. Yes, that sounds crazy. After Haiti got their independence in 1804, 
France returned in 1825 and said, you beat my ass, you defeated me in war, but guess what? You got to pay me now $21 billion over time for taking a slave on his property. So pretty much pay us for breaking yourselves free from slavery, for becoming the first black nation. Pay us for your freedom. This is a real historic fact. Look it up. You know how much racism and evil and hate and just pure demonic shit it takes to do that, what France did to Haiti? So the reason why Haiti is one of the poorest countries is not because some of them practice voodoo. That's just ignorant, like that equivalent, right? It's because they've been indebted to France for tens of 20 or 30 hella years, centuries, right? Decades, should I say, for billions of dollars. And not only were they blacklisted in terms of trade, that's another thing. When it comes to trade and world trade, Haiti is blacklisted from other countries because of what they did to France, fighting for their own independence, which is bullshit. It's crazy. This is racism, white supremacy, so-called supremacy, right? So and only that, it was recently, up until what, May, I think, the 28th, 2010, that the World Bank announced it waived Haiti's remaining debt, right? The remaining debt Haiti had to pay to France was $36 million. That came from, what, over 100-something years ago, they were, they were paying billions of dollars off throughout the years. So that's why Haiti's one of the poorest countries, right? The free world hates Haiti. The land of the strong, the Brazilian beautiful men and women over there. I'm Haitian by association, you know what I mean? All because Haitian... Whoops, they whooped France's ass and beat them and won and fought for their own independence. So the white man, white supremacy says, no, you're going to pay me now. I'm going to make your country and your generations after you suffer economically, which leads to physical and social anguish, right? And a lot of countries came and robbed them of a lot of their, you know, gold and oil and resources too. Let's talk about that with Haiti, right? Which added to the economic decline over time. So I had to unpack that and give a history lesson on the real reason why Haiti is poor, not because of the reason why Pastor Henson is saying, yes, he recanted the statements, but come on, we got to stop speaking out of ignorance and be educated what we're talking about. When I get up here and talk to y'all, I joke and play a lot. I do. But if you know me, when I come to the formatives, formatives, what, transform hell? Informative, you know, intuitive things, I'm, I'm well-researched, well-studied, you know, very intelligent when it comes to things like this, because I take it seriously, and these are real things, right? And a lot of pastors, black or white, right, they push this destructive whitewash narrative about black countries such as Haiti, Zimbabwe, Liberia, you know, even certain parts of Brazil. It's like it's very oppressive and it's ignorant, right? And it's very corrosive, you know, when it comes to learning about things. So and it needs to stop, right? Attack Haiti, you know, in in other countries based on a belief system. But we're in the religion, like I said, who has historic numbers when it comes to murder, rape, slavery, who's still practicing crazy shit in the name of Christianity. If that's the case, what we practice, we should have a spirit of us. Not saying there's not, you know what I mean? It's America. You know what your belief system has done have done in the name of Jesus? Are you talking about voodoo? <laughs> Come on. I'm not saying there's nothing in knocking voodoo. I'm not saying that, but that's crazy. And also, side note, Haiti has some of the best food in the world. So there's that. And I'm going to do nothing, but I'm Haitian by association. I'm going to stand up and defend Haiti. Yes, there's some craziness done in the name of voodoo, but there's some craziness in the name of Christianity. If that's the case, like, well, like come on, man. So, yeah. Now, my second topic I want to unpack today. I told y'all I'm going to talk this episode. You know what I mean? Roe versus Wade, we all know, was overturned last Friday, right? Which means that there's no longer a federal constitution right to an abortion in certain states, right? So abortion rights will be pretty much dependent on what state you reside in. Now, it primarily affects most, if not all, the states in the South and in the Midwest, I believe. I'm in Jersey, so it's not really, you know, eligible eligible up here. But um, and I'm gonna say this: I'm pro-choice. You know, I believe a woman should have final say what's done with her body. I can understand the abortion crowd. I can understand what you mean, but I don't fully agree with that. And I definitely don't believe that old white men or men in general, let me say that, men in general, black, white, Asian, Chinese, men in general shouldn't dictate laws concerning women's bodies, 
right? The bodies of women. I don't believe men should have final hearsay. And if men do have hearsay, I'm not saying men can't comment on it. It should be more women in that room than men, experienced women, right? Right. I don't believe, you know, uh, Samoan people should have final say so on black people's, you know, bodies. I don't believe, you know, just different cultures, different genders shouldn't speak primarily or have the finality on what should be done with said gender's bodies. I don't believe that, right? So we're never progress as a society. If we keep allowing this misogynistic bullshit to govern how we live, but it's been like this since the beginning of time, like patriarchy and misogyny has been like this in the beginning of time through religion, through race, through culture, through countries. This is the, women have been like, you know, belittled and degraded and talked down upon and been under the foot of men since the beginning of time. There's a lot of progress, and I thank God we've come a long way with equality, but women have still been looking as like the second, third, fourth option when it comes to men. And that's sad and that's a problem. And that's misogynistic and that's bullshit, right? And this is another, you know, extension of that. This Roe versus Ray uh, reverse in my opinion, right? And this is the thing, right? When you, I think when making abortion illegal nationwide, damn near nationwide, it doesn't make things better in my opinion. It actually worsens the situation because the number of homicides and suicides and death and women will rise due to, due to abortions done underground, chop shops, you know what I mean, forced pregnancies, and women that really can't have the baby. And shout out to Dick Sporting Goods, like one of the companies I've seen, they would pay for their employees to travel to other states to get abortion and things like that. But there's a lot of nuances, shout out to Urban Nuance, there's a lot of nuances within this to say every woman should have the baby no matter what. I think it's past 15 weeks, you can't get abortion, something like that. But let's get to the Supreme Court justices who talked about this, right? There are nine Supreme Court justices, right? So the vote was 5-4 in favor of overturning Roe versus Wade. Even after the decision, they're now considering same-sex marriage, contraception, and all that to be up for discussion. My thing is, that, listen, we're, we're definitely antiquated as a country. You know, Supreme Court justices are picked by the president in their lifetime, right? Their lifetime appointments, meaning that the choice of a single member today let alone three members over the next three years, can have consequences for decades to come. So this choice will affect the next 50 years. But they sit in there for lifetimes, right? Not only should there be a window on how long you can stay in your position when it comes to like you know judicial system and just a government period, there should be age minimums and maximums. I always talk about that, right? I'll say the max is like, let's say 55, 60 when it comes to president and supreme justices. And the minimum should be like 35, 40. You have these older people from older generations with these antiquated ideas and ideologies expecting to govern and dictate us today. This shit is, this is trash. Our laws and our legislations need to be updated. Right, these systems are what's keeping us in the past with little to no progress as a country. Old men dictating what our lives should be. That should be overturned. I'm sorry, man. And I, I'm gonna say this: opportunities we have in America, amazing. That's what makes this country great because the opportunities we have. Now, there's different access and different levels of opportunity depending on your race and gender, but we have great opportunity in this country. I will say that about America, right? But the, the way it's starting to look in these grass prices in other countries, and I don't know, I, I don't know, right? Before I finish up, before I finish. For years, I've been hearing, or we've been hearing, that the reason why they want to make abortion illegal is because they want the white race to be, you know, uh, kept, and they're dwindling by the numbers, so they're trying to preserve the race. And I thought about that. I was like, yeah, I don't know. That sounds kind of crazy. But now, I firmly believe that that's one of the major reasons why they overturn Roe versus Wade to preserve the white race. I know it sounds crazy, but nowadays nothing is conspiracy theory. Everything we thought was is actually real. So, but don't let me tell it. Don't let me tell it. I'm going to play a clip from Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott, I'm sorry. One of the few older white women whose ideologies I respect, Jane Elliott had this to say about the Roe versus Wade thing. About this is like 2007 about the white race and preserving anything else. Check it out. Here we go. United States. Hold on. You haven't read and right now, white people are really frightened. 
If you don't understand the destruction of Planned Parenthood uh, offices, and you don't understand the wall that we're going to build on the southern border of the United States, you haven't read the book The Birth Dearth by Ben Wattenberg. Check it out. Ben Wattenberg was a brilliant Jewish man who was a member of the American Enterprise Institute. And he wrote a book, the first paragraph of which says, the main problem confronting the United States today is there aren't enough white babies being born in this country. He was an advisor to presidents of the United States. He wrote the book in 1987. He says, there are, if we don't change this and change it rapidly, White people will lose their numerical majority in this country, and this will no longer be a white man's land. Now, I'm not misrepresenting, misrepresenting this. I'm telling you exactly, almost exactly what he says. He says there are three things we can do to solve this. Number one, we could pay women to have babies, as they have been doing in Western European nations for years. Then he says, and these are his words, not mine, unfortunately, we would have to pay women of all colors to have babies, so we don't want to do that. He says the second thing we could do is increase the number of legal immigrants that are allowed into this country every year. Then once again, he says, unfortunately, the vast majority of those wanting to come to this country today are people of color, so we don't want to do that. The third thing, he says, and white men, women had better pay attention to this, 60% of the fetuses that are aborted every year are white. If we could keep that 60% alive, that would solve our birth dearth. Does that sound like racism to you? Yes, it does. So that's Jane Elliott. If you don't know Jane, Jane Elliott, please do yourself a favor. Go check out her research, her books, and everything. Very, very prolific, you know, uh, older woman. Um, but yeah, The Birth Earth. Check that book out. But um, yeah, she pretty much said what he said. What are, you know, uh, the uh, overseas and counselors to like the, those in the government in the 80s. He wrote a book on this. They had a plan about this. You know what I mean? And not just that, right? If that wasn't clear enough for you, let me play this clip from a recent Trump rally. <laughs> And listen to what Congressman Mary Miller had to say, you know, at a after the Roe versus Wade was announced. Listen to what she had to say. Now, if you don't believe that intellectual thought out research answer, just give it to you blunt and straight up. Check it out. She had said this like last week after the uh, Roe versus Wade was overturned. Check it out. President Trump, on behalf of all the MAGA patriots in America, I want to thank you for the historic Victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday. <laughs> Just blunt. Thank you for the historic victory for white life. Meaning that the Roe versus Wade is reversed. The Supreme Court. This is what she's saying. So thank you for the historic victory. Because her white life is now going to be preserved and protected. Not, she ain't said life. She said life out of respect and understood. I wouldn't unpack it. White life. Now, link that to what Jane Nelly was saying. Link that to what I was saying. It all correlates, in my opinion. I'm not saying that's the only reason why they reversed it. I think that's one of the main reasons why they reversed it. The numerical majority isn't the same. I'm, I'm, do your research. You know what I mean? So, it's still a local conspiracy there in my book. At this point, like I said, every conspiracy we believe and thought is actually real. Like, no. They're straight up telling you and showing you their agenda. It, it is what it is. Support, man. Rise up. Make an impact and study what's going on. If I had to say anything about it. But, um... Yeah, man, any woman want to contact me and call and want to share their piece about it. Like I said, I'm a man explaining my point of view on it. You know, I don't think I men shouldn't talk about it, but I think women are more well-suited and have final say, should have final say about it. Not just abortion, but, uh, you know, conversations surrounding abortion and things of the sort. So, yeah, um, that's new. That, that was the Watch Your Tone, Set Your Tone segment. Go check out New Tones of the Week, Chris Brown. Go check out Cochise and go check out uh, Ty Trippet. Get up. Real dope. UrbanNuance.com. Go get some soap. Embrace the nuance, plant-based vegan, all natural, nothing artificial, nothing, no BS, improve your skin, look good, feel good, smell good. You know what I mean? It's getting nice outside. I got some baked chicken in the oven. I got some smoked turkey and kale, some yellow rice. About to eat real good. You heard? Got a drink. 
And before I get here, my drink of summer is going to still be Angry Orchard. I try to simply lemonade, like spike lemonades. They're kind, of, they're okay. They taste, they have a bad aftertaste. Um, they're not that. They're good, but they, they're not the greatest. Now those Ciroc spritzers are trash. Stay away from them. Shout out to Diddy for the lifetime achievement award. I'm out. Watch your tone. Let's go.